I'm Stuart Sheldon. My name's Ron Rothberg. 30 years ago, I was on Wall Street. I was the youngest vice president at my fancy company, but that's not what I wanted to do. After spending nearly 25 years in media, I knew things were changing, both in the industry and inside me. Swan Dive shares the powerful stories of those who had the clarity and backbone to make a major life pivot to their vision. I took a swan dive. I have been an artist ever since, and it's the best choice I ever made. Getting closer to who you really are. That's swan dive. The grim reality is, There are 30 million Americans looking for a job. You need to get back to work, but how do you do it and stay true to your mission? Meet your new coach, Patrick Howe. Some self-discovery of what do you do well? What are you passionate about? What are you curious about? What have you studied? What skills can you bring? And then finding, okay, now that I know that, what type of organizations are looking for that? Literally, I put together letters saying, here's what I do, here's what I'm passionate about, here's who I am, and here's what you need. Patrick is a leadership consultant and a certified coach. Yeah, he helps people get back in the game by tweaking a job search and turning it into a proactive search. Your search is over. Another episode of Swan Dive starts right now. From the Peacock and Park Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, and from Playa Grande, in Costa Rica. This is another edition of Swan Dive with Ron Rothberg and Stu Sheldon. Playa Grande. Hello, Stu. Hola, amigo. ¿Qué tal? Pura Vida, man. That's all it's all about is Pura Vida as the uh, COVID continues. You know, uh, we are in the middle yeah, of, a, a, we're st- of a thing. <laughs> and we're still here and let's get this, you know, let's, let's do this. So I uh, just wanted to pause a little bit before we bring in our guest. Patrick Howe is waiting in our green room, the Swan Dive green room. There's a lots of green M&Ms there. But before we do that, want to talk about where we've been and, and what's been going on with us. Uh, so I am the diver. Stu is the divey. I dove from my job of 20, almost 20 years. And one thing that I learned in this month away in this month as the planet paused, is that you need that time to get clarity of purpose. I had an idea when I was ready to go. I had an idea when I was standing at the top. I had an idea as I was planning to make my dive. And as the dive happened, and as I was free-flowing, things changed. And it took me that time to be away from the precipice of the top, to being in free flight, to really understand and really just look at that authenticity in a whole different way. And I appreciated that time, and even more so in uh, the context of a pandemic. So it's been, a, it's, it's been quality time to reassess and continue to pivot as I go. Did you notice anything different in you as you've um, soldiered at home? I think the idea of stepping away from anything that's meaningful is critical, mission critical. Um, for me as a painter... There's times, there was a time when I actually had to walk away from my practice for the better part of five years because I had to pay the bills and I had two little children and, and I didn't get, get a chance to get to my studio daily as I had for you know, well over a decade. And when I did finally get back to my studio daily studio practice, my art had matured, it had clarified, and I had a real, you know, a real fine razor sharp edge. Uh, creatively. So that time away was critical. I find that I'm a swimmer and I'm a surfer, that the times when I'm just by myself swimming um, or, or sitting on my surfboard, that quiet time when my mind is still is absolutely vital 
to the clarification of things that I'm thinking about, be they creative, be they anything. So I think this giant pause in the universe for everyone is incredibly valuable. We need to be kind to ourselves. We need to recognize that we can't really be productive. You know, we're programmed to think, all right, I got an hour. What can I do? And I got to check all these boxes every day and get all this stuff done. Don't do that. Take a minute and think about just don't even think about anything. Let yourself settle and let the thoughts sort of arrive as organically as possible to the degree that that is possible. And, uh, and you know, yeah, things start to present themselves in the right order. And I think our guest, Patrick, today is a perfect, perfect um, expert on how to listen to those arriving voices and ideas, organize them and use them to get yourself back to work optimally in a, in, in a direction that you feel good about. Yeah. And you can put yourself away and do that pause on a playa, on a playa. You can do that. Optimally, you do it in Playa Grande, yeah. optimally with me. <laughs> the light that's shining brightest right now is this gift of clarity of purpose through the voice of Swan Dive. We've connected with so many different people, and you mentioned Patrick. Patrick Howe is our guest today. Patrick and I have a history. I mean, we've worked together 20 years ago. Uh, Patrick's a media professional. He's a sales professional. He's a certified change management person. He's a certified coach from the Coaches Training Institute. The most important part, Patrick and your wife of 22 years, Jenny. They have Irish triplets, which is uh, twins on the top end of that, and uh, and a younger daughter. And uh, you have three kids in the house right now that are homeschooling, right? Yeah, homeschooling is a good way to put it. Um, Those twins are seniors, so boy, what a frustrating ride for them. And my other daughter's a junior. And so we're going to be empty nesters soon. So I guess we are going to try to just relish the time we have with them because they're going to be gone soon enough. There are so many passes right now. I think if you can fog a mirror, you are going to graduate high school. It's <laughs> that easy at the moment. So. Well, it's uh, thanks for uh, coming here, uh, Patrick. The other part of it is Patrick's now uh, a senior consultant with Advisa. And your whole mission in life, and I love the way you put this here, is to use your natural talent and expertise to turn, uh, as a coach, to turn powerful questions and meaningful discovery into impactful conclusions. And when we talked earlier, talked about those, those discovery questions, and what Stu said earlier is the reality is 30 million people in America are out of work and they're looking to get back in the game. And true to our swan dive form, the goal is to embrace the pivot of this opportunity and give some solid information and some solid footing as to, okay, I need to get back. but am I going to fall in the same traps that I was in before? Let's talk about your concept of, well, first of all, let's talk about where you've been and how did those skill sets serve you as you got back into the game? Yeah, it was about a year ago that I left my long-term career. And um, I was sitting there just like uh, Stu mentioned, right? Kind of figuring out, okay, what is next? What do I really, really want to do? And I think a lot of people can get very introspective, but almost to a fault, right? Of what what can I do, but what can I do uh, as well? And so I took the approach of, you know, I'm going to watch my son play a senior year or junior year of golf. So I spent a little time doing that. I had that luxury at the time. Um, But then I decided to, 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 you know, put myself out there and work with with a coach. I hired a coach to help me really think through what do I want to do? Where's my passion lie? 
And through a good month with that coach, um, and I know not everybody can afford a coach right now, but there are a lot of resources out there, free and online, to help you really think through what are you, what are you passionate about? What really gets you up in the morning? What's going to use your strengths and give you energy rather than sap your energy? And so that's what I did. I spent a good month figuring that out. And it came back to, hey, I, I want to work with people. My mission the last number of years has been to help others grow revenue by growing their people. So whether that's organizations, small, medium, large, that's what I was going to do. And so that's how I focused my time is, is figuring that, you know, whatever my next role is going to be, it's going to be a place of resonance. How did you get away from mission critical? What, what, what brought you further away from what you felt like your skill sets were? How, did that, how does that work into your story? Um, you know, if I'm answering this right for you, I, the last year of my role, I was surrounded by good people, but I was probably doing things that I weren't using my strengths. You know, we all have these innate qualities to us that, that will put us into situations where we'll thrive. And I probably got away from that. And so you start recognizing, but boy, if, if the majority of days aren't positive and you're using your strengths, you're probably in the wrong spot. And so that's what I just had that kind of awakening of maybe it's time for that next journey. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir, right? You've, mm-hmm. you've had that same awakening. Um, and it's powerful. It's powerful if you can really just put yourself out there and go for it. Last week, we had an incredible guest uh, and we posed the question, what is your why? Because she said, you know, you need to find your why yeah. to really, really optimize your your dreams and your plans and 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 you know sort of set the coordinates on the on the compass what what's your why yeah my why is again growing other people brings me great joy Hmm. when you have somebody say to you wow you, you you really changed the course of my life or really you made this this day this week this new opportunity it it changed things for me that gives me energy. That I love that. So where do you go? You go to a consulting firm that does that for all kinds of businesses. And, and that's where, uh, that's my why is I'm not going to just produce for myself. I'm going to produce things that uh, bring abundance to others. Um, sounds altruistic, but so be it. That, that's where I, I get my juice. Sounds righteous, bro. Good you for you. Thank you for that. You said asking better questions to get better answers. Asking better questions to get better answers to get to your why. You know, how, and, and I, yeah. I think that, you know, again, the thread that we have here, you know, relying on the community, relying on the network, relying on the, 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 the reference points we have in our lives, but also activating the gifts and activating the authenticity that lies within us, it comes from asking better questions to get better answers. You incorporate that in how you work with your clients. So what's, where does that start? Where do you get to that? Yeah, you know, coaching, if, if you, uh, coaching is a misused term in my opinion a lot. Uh, we think of sports coaching, telling somebody else how to do a skill or a task. Real authentic coaching is about co-creating. And through that, a coach, a really good coach has to be a great listener. They have to ask really intuitive questions. If you think about your life, how many people ask you questions, but they're really just waiting for their turn to talk again without listening to the answer you give? It's sad, but it's, it's a hard skill. I work with salespeople all over the country 
and we'll do exercises. We'll say, just ask the person across from you questions for three minutes without asking, you know, uh, uh, responding with an answer. It's very hard for them to, to remain curious for three minutes and mm. just listen. So it's a skill. It takes a long, a lot of time to, to you know, become empathetic, to ask open-ended questions, not closed-end questions. Um, it's, it's an amazing thing. So, you know, in this time, I know a lot of people cannot afford to hire a coach to think these things through, but hopefully everybody knows somebody that's at least a good listener, somebody that's just connecting with you, um, more than just asking a question and waiting for their turn to respond or put it back in their, their circumstance. The exercise of asking those critical questions though, and doing the follow-up is to get to that that gold in the middle. Do you have people when you connect with them that, that you have a couple of things that you're looking for? Let's, let's, let's jumpstart a conversation in that regard. So we start wide, right? Before we start narrowing in so many things in our life, people want to start with the narrow. What's your problem right now? Okay. Here's how you solve it. That's not growing people. That's not, you know, uh, connecting with people. That's just problem solving and, and very, linear path, good coaching. We don't know where we're going. Let's just create some ideas and create opportunities from that. So good open-ended questions to start um, or investigative openers is one of the things we use with our, with our sales program is tell me about, describe, help me understand. Those are all great ways to just start getting yourself to think more openly as opposed uh, to this, like I say, a linear approach to get somewhere as fast as possible. In today's world with 30 million people unemployed, a lot of people are pivoting involuntarily. A lot of people's jobs just don't exist anymore and they won't exist when this thing opens back up. Most of our conversations have been about people like Ron and myself who had clarity uh, in where we wanted to go and just had to sort of set it up to get to the point where we could exit and start moving in a different direction. Talk to the people out there who don't have that clarity, who don't know what they want, who don't necessarily have a big romantic dream waiting somewhere else, but who are waking up scared out of their minds because they do have to start in a new direction and they do have to start something new. The conversation that you have with that person um, is, is a lot more down and dirty. It's not what are your dreams and what do you want necessarily. It's like, hey, man, we got to get you back to work. Um, what does that look like? How does that conversation go as opposed to one where someone's like got super big dream waiting in the wings? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point. Right now, um, whether you have the opportunity to be uh, thoughtful about the process or you need to get a job right away to put food on the table, one thing I would suggest is know right now you are in sales. Everybody, no, no matter if you're a, a plumber, HVAC guy, a chef, whatever, no, you're in sales. If you're trying to get a job, you need to think like a salesperson. The first part of a sales uh, appointment is to get the, get the appointment, right? To get people on the phone willing to spend time with you. So not just investing in a book of how am I going to get my next job? It's invest in a prospecting book. I like, a, there's a great book called fanatical prospecting, excuse me, fanatical prospecting. It's great about how do you just get people on the phone? How do you get the appointment? 
And I think that's the thing people need to realize is don't, don't try to, you know, figure out how am I going to adjust my life to, you know, oh, there's a job opening. How do I just go get that one? It's, no. How are you going to set yourself apart from every other person that's calling there? And that's turning yourself into a salesperson with some learned skills um, to, to set yourself apart. And those sales- you know, I, 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 one of the books that, that everybody's probably read, but if you haven't, you should read it next is uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, yeah. oh. How to Talk to People, How to Introduce Yourself to People, yeah. How to Actively Listen, as you said. One of the most valuable books anyone could ever read. It's no wonder there's, you know, they sold like 400 million copies of it, but go get that book. It's true. Uh, you know, there's another great book that I, I think is, uh, almost required reading right, right now. It's called Reinventing You. Great book. Mm-hmm. Author is Dory Clark. Because, you know, innately we all know what value we could bring to an organization, right? We know how hard we work. We know we show up on time. We know I have these skill sets. People don't know that about you. So how do you tell your story to others that excites them and makes them want to give you an interview or give you a job? So reinventing yourself, we're all reinventing ourselves right now. And if we're not thoughtful about how we do that, we're going to be uh, stuck behind. Yeah. Your yeah. story is that you invented yourself, though. You painted yourself into the role that you're in. And the, the trap that's out there for these 30 million Americans who are, are going to be looking or are yeah. looking now is the trap of the job board. The trap of the job yeah. board where mm. it's a job description. It is, we're looking for this. It's, mm. you know, hey, it needs someone for the census, whatever it is. And people look at that. Talk about the trap of the job board. What, 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 what's the recommendation there? That's funny, Ron. When you say job board, I think, uh, do you mean plural? Because there's about 8,000 yeah. job boards. And how do you sift through that huge, it's an abyss. It's it's a it's a hot mess. I, I've I've got 25 years of leadership, sales skills, coaching, certification, change management. I, I felt like I got a lot right. Of all my journey with applying to jobs on job boards, guess how many interviews I garnered from say sending out 50 resumes for jobs. 27. Take a 27. Guess. <laughs> a big fat. Yeah. Good guesses, guys. A big fat zero. In a, in a tight labor market looking for talent, I got zero. Mm. And so that was a, it was a quick eye opener to me because it's all about al- algorithms, right? And keyword searches. And if you don't have it right, you're, you're not popping up to the top. And especially if it's a bigger organization, it's, it's by, you know, they've got layers and layers of hiring people that it's, it was just very difficult. And I know people are going through that right now and struggling. And what does that do to your uh, self-doubt? Just just blows yeah, it up, right? Yeah. Nobody wants me. I'm no good. I don't have anything. So I very quickly said, that I, I'm going to pivot. I am going to pivot in how I do this process. Um, and I learned about something called a proactive search. And you can Google it. Um, but there's all kinds of articles about a proactive search. Again, some self-discovery of what do you do well? What are you passionate about? What are you curious about? What have you studied? What skills can you bring? And then finding, okay, now that I know that, what type of organizations are looking for that? And I just proactively said, hey, you know, I'm going to go after consulting firms that are passionate about growing others, passionate about, um, you know, a good culture, good organizational health. 
And there was 50 and 15 or so in the city that I live in. And literally I put together a letter saying, here's what I do. Here's what I'm passionate about. Here's who I am. And here's what you need. Hmm. Here's what I think I see that you do this. Here's what I think you, maybe you don't have covered that I can, I can offer. And guess how many interviews and, and connections I got out of those 15 connections that way. 15, 15, <laughs> every single one of them. And what I, uh, it, it was amazing. And who has the power in that situation, the employer or the, yeah. the candidate? Well, what you did was needs based, which is back to your first yeah. point. Anybody in sales is going to go after finding what the need behind the need is. That's what proactive search is, is finding the need behind the need and then supplying an answer to that. I think that's the, the, the trap of the, uh, of the job board is, you know, because I was reading those over the last two years before I left, you know, on my own and said, I'm doing my own thing. Thought, well, that looks, that looks kind of interesting. Well, yeah, you know, there's mm-hmm. three other people that I know that are there, and that looks kind of... And then you're, you're going through the menu. It's a Chinese menu. It's a Chinese menu of 30 different pages, and then you can page down to get 30 more pages. Man, you get a little dizzy. It, it is. It's debilitating. And, and, I, and I know I, I'm not obtuse. I understand where people are these days that we've got to flex and we got to take roles to feed the family. I understand that. Um, what we don't want, I think short-term and long-term is for people to start going, that job's about 48% of what I like. I guess I can bend the other 52% to fit what they need. That's not a life of resonance. So maybe it's a short-term solution for people. I'm again, I'm, I'm aware of the challenges out there. What we want to do is start looking for things that will and use our strengths, give us energy by looking for those roles um, that really align with us better than, you know, 50%. So let's stay on this thread because I think you're really on onto gold here. So job boards are bad. We're not going to do job boards. Um, but the proactive search is very, very substantial and, and much more clear. So you got 15 calls back, go from there. So then what happens and how did you play it? How did you manage it? And what would a listener out there expect in this evolution of this process going forward? Yeah, I'll tell my journey, but I want to start kind of with the end in mind for folks. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a consultant. I work with a lot of different companies right now. Many companies have had the furlough, let people go. But I can tell you the conversation already is, wow, when we let these people go, there's no guarantee they're coming back if we, if we start posting jobs. We might lose some good talent because they'll get scooped up somewhere else. So I think the opportunity is for people to know companies are already starting to think, what are we going to do when we need people back? And how do we get the right people on the bus? I know these companies are open. To, if somebody contacts them and says, hey, I'm, I'm really good at HVAC. I'm gonna, uh, I, I want to come over here and talk to you about it. They're going to listen to you. Maybe not tomorrow because things are tight with that company, but soon enough, they're going to want that talent. So that's how my journey worked is I met with all 15 and I treated it like an interview. Um, if you look up the word interview, the, the definition is it's means between and mutually. How many people use an interview for just answering every question that's lobbed at them like a robot? Let me tell you about right? me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or... Yes. Oh, you need that done? Yeah. Yes, I think I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an interview. I treated them like an interview. It was a mutual interview. 
you know, give me the pros and cons of this organization. Why should I bring my talents to you? You know, does it align with so me? Good. You know, does it align with what I do? It, it's a bolder choice, but honestly, if depending on the role you're going for, that's what they're looking for. Are you going to own this role when you come in well, here? Well, back to prospecting and back to sales. And everyone's in sales and everybody's in prospecting. What do you do when you're in sales? You parrot back what you hear. You parrot back what you hear. So yeah. you might see a posting on a message board and you look in and you say, all right, company X is someone that I'm... I'm targeting because I like that guy that sits in the CEO corner. I like what he stands for. I've read his posts. I've read his blogs. I see some of the words that are popping up there. And I'm going to use those words and those phrases and that ideology when I communicate back to this company. Is that about right? It really is. Yeah. It's, is there you know, proof in the pudding? You know, is this culture really what it says it is? So many organizations right now are finding out what their culture really is. Mm. Everybody talks culture, but now it's defined. You know, I think it's a Mark Cuban thing that he's been talking about recently. I think that's so true. Um, and this is the point where if you're passionate about this role, you've got to be prepared for this. You can't go in there willy-nilly. Um, I, years ago, I was hiring, uh, I was able to build a coaching academy and hire coaches. And so I found amazing talent that were passionate about coaching, but I also found a lot of salespeople that just wanted to get out of the the sales gig and start coaching. So I would say, what books have you read on coaching? You know, what articles have you read on coaching? Well, none really, but I'm pretty sure I can be a great coach. <laughs> Done. If you have, if you're not curious and passionate, haven't read a book about it, how can I hire you as a coach? So this is the same thing I would suggest to people now is if you really want to go be a pastry chef, don't just say, Hey, I'm passionate about it. What have you done to prepare yourself? You don't have to be an expert in it, but you have to have done some homework. Otherwise, you'll, you'll get laughed out of the building. Yeah. Yeah, I think another thing I'm hearing from you, Patrick, is that you go into these, all 15 of these meetings, enthusiastic. Um, you go in where you're sort of driving the train. You're not just sort of there begging and hoping. You're going in as an equal where you're interviewing the other just as much. And you're going in with an enthusiasm. You know, I was a magazine publisher. I, I, I launched a magazine, uh, staffed it up. And uh, one of the guys who worked with me, the marketing director, he originally had joined um, the, my sister, the sister company. Uh, he had applied for a technical job um, running conferences. And the, the CEO of the company said, I'm, I'm sorry, you're not going to get this job. Um, but I want to hire you as the marketing director for the company. And the guy's like, I don't have any marketing, marketing director. He's like, trust me, you got the goods, you'll be fine. And he was amazing. The bottom line is that he was enthusiastic. He was forthright. He was, he was open. He was, he was willing to be part of the culture and all of the things that I'm hearing you describe about yourself and you go into these interviews. Um, and so people need to recognize that they need to bring the power into this process. And when they get in front of people, it's not this sheepish kind of, please hire me. I'll do anything. And again, there may be some people that need a job tomorrow to pay the mortgage and they do, they take what they can. But assuming it's not quite that dire, you go in there and you, you, you tell the people why they need you and you interview them to make sure it's a good fit. And you go in with that slightly more elevated uh, point of view and presence and uh, you might be surprised. It might not be the job that you might, they might have another job. They say, we want you in this culture. 
We need positive yeah. people like this. We need people that have done their homework, that are humble, that listen actively. So um, there's a lot to be said for what you're saying in the sense of going in prepared. You're already vectoring towards something that you like because you did a proactive search. And uh, if you show up at one of those 15 meetings, there's a good chance there's going to be some real connective tissue between you and the pe person you're speaking with. Yes, yeah, Stu, I couldn't agree more. And then there's another facet to this that always frustrated me in, in hiring. Um, sure both of you guys have experienced it, is when it does come time for that back and forth and powerful questions, nothing frustrated me more when I would say any questions for me, or here's a great tip that I would suggest to a lot of hiring managers, is start the interview that way. <laughs> Let's start this with what questions do you have for me? And if you get somebody as a, as a candidate says, uh, no, no questions. I think I read enough online. Wow. Done. <laughs> you know, so that's going to happen a lot these days. If you aren't prepped to go into that conversation with here's who I am, here's who, what I do. And here's what I'm really curious about your organization. If you don't have tons of those questions lined up, you're, you're shot. It's yeah. just not going to work. That's great advice. You know, tell me what you're passionate about. I'd start an interview with that. What are you passionate about? And you would you could expose people. I'm I'm passionate about this position. Well, you don't know about this position. I'm passionate about running. I'm passionate about my kids. I'm passionate about life. I'm passionate about surfing. Right. Uh, but but that's a really good way. Prepare yourself for that question of passion, because you got to bring it every day. Yeah. Because. If, if you can't articulate in your own story about what you're passionate about, how's anybody else supposed to do it for you? Again, back to that book of reinventing you. If you can't tell your own story, if you don't have a 30-second elevator pitch about why you are, uh, do what you do and how you do it, how's anybody else supposed to tell that so, story for you? So. Yeah, best interview question I was ever asked, what would you destroy? <laughs> yeah, love it. Uh, that's a yeah. My answer was religion. That's for but, another uh, that's, that's another podcast. But enough about me. Stop it. Different one. <laughs> but uh, back to the beginning of this, um, you know, uh, there's information to be garnered from a job board. Uh, there's a way to use it to your advantage. You know, we can walk people through that. You know, step A, find what the passion is. Uh, find what your your skill set is. Step B, find the people who 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 are in that church, Stu, and then target those churches. I suppose. There are so many ways to connect. LinkedIn is unbelievable, obviously. Um, all the social media, there's a million ways into an organization and find somebody, find a person, find a connection. Turn, again, sales term, turn that cold call into a warm call, warm lead somehow. Um, anybody that's not able to do that to me is just not trying very hard. Um, there are just too many ways yeah. into organizations these days. And I've yet to find an organization that does not want to bring impactful, talented, passionate people into their organization. Good times are bad. Every organization is desperate for it. Yeah. That is the truth of this day. That is it right there. There is no organization on the planet that doesn't want to add to their skill set with passion and conviction. Interesting. Yeah. But again, back with what's out there, people are scared. Fear is a big thing. And um, I hope, I hope that with uh, a couple of tweaks that people can get the moxie that they need to go forward rather than letting it come to them. That's. Yeah. And, and that's where I, I think a lot of people will struggle these days, especially with um, isolation. The 
brain is a messy thing if you just sit there in isolation and I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I can't go out, all those things. So whether you're introverted or extroverted, I would prefer people probably go towards the extroversion way, which is connect with others. Not that misery loves company, but connect because the more connections you make, the more uh, probability, higher the probability that you'll you'll find an opportunity. Um, sitting and looking at job boards all day wouldn't work for me. And I just think it, it can be a really negative thing if you're not um, strategizing and um, teaming up with others in the same boat. There's a lot of power by um, teaming up with others and, and make it a contest. Uh, you know, there's no, no crime in that. Ron, how many times have we done that in sales, right? Team yeah. up with the guy next to you to see how many businesses and doors you can knock on or whatever it is. Um, that's the way to get out there, not by yourself, in my opinion. There's also, I've heard a lot of people th this last two months have been sort of each day reaching out to two people they haven't talked to in a long time, friends, colleagues, what have you, with just a, hey, <laughs> sitting around my house all day, thought about you, how you been the last 15 years, what's going on, man? And um, I'm a firm believer in serendipity. I, you know, when I used to be a Wall Street guy, I actually got clients when I used to sit on planes, the guy sitting in like, I would see, you know, three C the guy in three, three D what do you do? You know? And the next thing you know, I'm managing this guy's money. So I really believe that these collisions, as they say, happy accidents, um, you call that person you haven't talked to in 15 years and the conversation organically gets to, man, I'm really scared. I really not sure what I'm going to do. You know, I really want to use my skill sets of a, B and C, but I just, I don't know where to start. And, you know, that guy's like, well, actually my uncle has a, sh a company, you know, so you do need to be proactive. It doesn't necessarily have to all be um, sort of direct, direct line. It can be just, as Ron's been saying throughout this conversation, you know, of, of Swan Dive, broaden your network, activate your network, find your community and uh, use it um, in a way that, you know, serves you both, emotionally and, and, and spiritually, but also professionally, potentially. So don't, don't lose sight of those opportunities. Yes. Stage words, Stu. And I, and I'll add an addendum to that. Um, I'm not a hunter, but you've all heard the, the phrase aim small, miss small. And um, that goes with this as well. Think about that when you're on that plane, if you're saying, well, what kind of job are you looking for? Any job that'll hire me right now. Well, nobody can help you if, you, if you're that broad. So the more specific that you are, yes. the better. And that's what, again, worked for me is to say, I want to, who can I give you a contact? I want a consulting firm that's probably less than 50 people that works with clients around the state that focuses on this industry. People start lasering in to people they know. So this is the same thing right now. You can't just say, I'll take any job. And again, uh, you know, if they just need somebody with a heartbeat, I'm there. No you have the ability to, to focus in on what you want to do and people will say, well, maybe I don't know exactly that person, but I know these three people Would that work. Heck yeah, that would be great. Right. So aim small, miss small. And, and the community's there to support you. And back to what Stu was saying, I, I intentionally fell into my network, Stu. That's what I've been doing with every day. I've been reaching out to people I hadn't talked to in a while. And it's just so interesting to hear so many times during the course of the day, Ron, who, no, I'm kidding. It, it, it has been exceptionally rewarding and exceptionally gratifying to, uh, to do that. 
And uh, it's funny, I told my dad to do that. And he thought it was his own idea a couple of days later. And he said, you know, I've been calling people. And uh, you should do that too. I said, okay, I will. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, hey, uh, Patrick, um, you know, the, uh, I'm going to do this again with the books that you uh, just talked about. Uh, Reinventing You, Dory Clark. Uh, any other books that uh, that are out there right now that uh, that are must reads in this time? There's one called the Progress Principle that I think is really good, and it's all about people being in roles that um, they want to make progress. So this is a Harvard professor. She wrote this book, studied thousands of, of employees around the country, and what do they really want in their role? Is they want to know that their contribution matters and that they're making progress. I think this just really aligns with what we're talking about these yeah. days where people are just kind of stale or unsure of how their contribution matters. And so I think that's one I would get. It's progress principle principle could be really good. Um, it's, you know what, the fanatical prospecting, I said it before, uh, Jeb Blount, I think that's a great book because people need to know how to get their word out there right now. That's great. How do, we, uh, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, this is Patrick Howe from Advisa. Uh, anything that you want to talk about or you can leave uh, this audience with as we uh, wrap this thing up? Yeah, I, I would just say, look, it, it, this is a time where being um, reactive is going to be a, a, a real problem. Proactivity right now will get a lot of people a lot of jobs. So there are a million ways to be proactive. That means being proactive with connecting with others, like you and Stu have been talking about. Proactive with figuring out what your own personal mission statement is and be able to articulate it well and concisely. Proactive with um, reaching out to organizations that you think might be a fit for you, things you're passionate about. Proactively contacting them. And that doesn't mean one phone call or one email. It means what is your plan for contacting them five or six times, right? You got to cut through the clutter and the noise. So the big message for me is proactivity right now. You'll make those, again, progress principle. You'll make those little steps forward. You'll feel better about your day. You'll get more contacts and you'll get closer to that job that, that a lot of people want. Right on. Stuart, what's, uh, thank you, Patrick. Thanks for coming along yeah. uh, and being part of the Swan Dive family. This is a good chapter. It's definitely a, a, a unique moment in time. And all of those uh, skill sets are things that will hopefully help as we go forward. Thanks again. Stu, uh, you've got some stuff happening on your side of the world, too. I do. I want to add one last thought to what Patrick just closed with. And that is that when you reach out to someone, don't necessarily reach out with an ask, reach out with an offer, reach out to institutions and whether they're companies, religious institutions, or friends in a position where I want to help. I want to give, I, I want to present something that I have and, um, and be genuine about it in this time. And uh, I just think it's a good time to remember that you really get back double what you give. And if you start from giving, um, the world tends to respond very generously. Um, for me, I'm working on a fun project called The Happy Place, uh, The Joy Project. And it's uh, an invitation to artists to take a moment to get out of the pain um, and get into uh, understanding what it is that lights you up, what gives you joy and ecstasy, and make a piece of work about it in new work, 
be it visual art, be it music, be it poetry, performance, anything. Um, post it on social media, tag it with Happy Place Project. Um, send it to me. I'm going to catalog it on a new website with a link to you. And we're going to have a place where the world can sort of just go find joy immediately where and where we can all get out of our heads for a minute and uh and, and feel good so um you'll hear more about that here soon and i'll be uh hopefully rolling that out in the next 30 to 60 days and uh and gonna lean into swan dive because i'm loving every minute of this yeah. ron what about yourself yeah well we're uh, actively soliciting for more divers like patrick and the other folks that have joined us so if you have a pivot a swan dive story or something to add to the conversation please reach out to us i am available at ron rothberg at comcast.net and Stuart is stewart at stuart sheldon.com i'm also uh, blogging quite a bit about uh, podcasting and this whole new medium and that's available on my blog called put another blog on the fire and that's at ronrothberg.com. Uh, and this is another chapter in uh, the Swan Dive saga where we're pivoting toward our authentic selves and really going, getting closer to why we're here and what brings us value, really get the essence of our why. This is Swan Dive. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Swan Dive. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and share this episode. Also, we are building a new season of Swan Dive. So if you or you know someone who has experienced a Swan Dive in their life, please hit us up and contact us through our website, www.swandive.us.